Hi everyone, I'm here today to uh, continue the journey into sustainability and education and today I have a um, great time and the wonderful news for you because I'm introducing you to one of my dearest friends, Jen Serac. She's a former educator like me, running her own business just like me. We connect a lot, we talk a lot. This is going to be one of those conversations that we recorded especially for you. So, uh, Jen, I'm really, really happy to have you here. We have conversations, I think, almost daily about various things and various topics. And I'm really feeling like honored to have you here because I know the values you bring to this conversation. So it's an amazing pleasure, you know, utmost privilege to me to, you know, get to know more about you and also to introduce you to the people listening to this episode or to this podcast. Uh, one thing we do have in common is that we both worked for the Ministry of Education in the UAE. So we both have this background in education and then we left it to follow our passion, to be living a life more on purpose, more on mission. So how do you feel about that? It has been a little bit more than a year for you now. What's coming up? Yeah, so it's been a little over a year since I left my lifelong career in education to follow my dream and pursue my passion. Uh, it's been full of ups and downs. A lot of mindset uh, shifts have happened. To go from being an employee to being a company owner to being an entrepreneur has been insane, <laughs> but in the best way possible. You move from being in a position of following directions and, you know, having things, tasks that must be done within timeframes to being in charge of doing it all yourself. So for me, it's been about figuring out what structure works for me, um, how to make things happen and really just stay motivated. Although when you have passion and you have a vision, it's just, it's so exciting. Every single day is an opportunity to do something new, to explore something new and really live a life more aligned with what I feel like I'm meant to do. That's really amazing, you know, to, to hear this. And I haven't heard much of the, you know, much of those moments when you are not really feeling like that or much of the moments of anxiety, if that kicks in, you know, or some of the days when it's just like, I need to really take care of all of it. So my next question will be linked to this. And specifically because you are in the wellness industry, that includes a variety of people, truly. And uh, one thing how I see you standing out in that crowd is that you are very authentic. Like you wouldn't really pretend to be who you are not. And also you wouldn't tell people what you don't believe in. Like you wouldn't have these preachings, but you would actually walk the talk always. So how can you align this? Because we also have here the business owner in you, not only the practitioner. Yeah, it's, it's very true. I, my, one of my biggest values is authenticity. And I truly believe that by being our authentic selves, we show that example and give other people permission to be themselves. And so I do show up as I am all the time. I have good days, I have bad days. You mentioned having moments of fear. And I definitely have had those throughout my, my journey, you know, like, what if this isn't going to work? What if I put something out there and people aren't going to like it? But it always comes back to my knowing and knowing that what I'm showing up for, when I'm showing for myself authentically and what I'm putting out there, I believe in. So I know it's going to work. But absolutely, like there's so many different things within the wellness industry and it covers so many topics. And I think people can easily get lost in, oh, I want to try this, I want to try this. And they're hearing different ideas from so many different people. And a lot of people, unfortunately, are not showing up authentically and they're kind of just sticking with the buzzwords that are out there. 
So my biggest suggestion would be to find something that works for you, something that feels aligned, that feels good. Every day we wake up, some days we don't feel like doing the things that we know we need to do that are best for us, but knowing that it's going to feel better after we do it. So making sure that you stay true to yourself and truly aligned is really the most important when you're going on any sort of wellness journey. I really appreciated what you said, but also there are two kind of dimensions coming up for me. One of that is that full-time employee working for either in the field of education or in the corporate world, not really like feeling like truly themselves. They don't even know what it is. Everybody's talking about it on purpose, but they really don't know what that means. And I also see that other dimension of the organizational effort where they say, oh, we provide you access to coaches, or here is a wellness program, you can participate in. And something is just still doesn't click. So what I liked about what you said is that it's a personalized journey and find what works best for you. But if I am one of those uh, employees, or even as a business owner, I'm one of those that I know I'm living a life on purpose, but I might not be sure how to keep, you know, look after my mental health, how to deal with my stress, how to, you know, take and embrace those challenges coming my way in a way that it's not huge success with a quick burnout, but it's a long-term success with abundance. Yeah. So what can I do? Definitely. So basically what you're talking about here, in my opinion, is sustainability, right? Because wellness has to be sustainable. It has to be something you can keep doing over a long period of time. Uh, what I see a lot of companies doing is saying, we provide mental health or we provide a wellness package, but what it is is like a wellness retreat once a quarter or once a year where they go out and play games and play volleyball and have this company retreat. But that's not sustainable and that's not long-term. What employees really need is something they can go to continuously to refill their cup when they are feeling busy and they're feeling burnt out. They have an option to go to and not wait until the end of the quarter, you know, the end of the fiscal year to have that big weekend retreat. Um, also, I think it's... So wellness comes in three factors, in my opinion. Wellness of the mind, body, and spirit. So what we do for our mind, what we do for our body, what we do for our spirit. And that can come in so many different ways. What I really love about how I approach wellness is that I'm completely 100% on board with inclusivity and accessibility. Uh, I'm a yoga teacher. I'm a plus-size yoga teacher. Um, I'm a meditation teacher and a wellness mentor because when I was looking for that, I didn't find it for me. Being a person in a larger body, it's very difficult to find access to wellness opportunities. And especially within companies, if you're doing a wellness retreat and your company retreat activity is to play a volleyball tournament, someone like me wouldn't be included in that. Even though I'm an employee of the company, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that for various reasons. Maybe I don't have the confidence to do it. Maybe I don't have the actual physical ability to do it. So when I approach wellness, I approach it from an accessible and inclusive standpoint, including people of all bodies, shapes, uh, sizes, age, and access, like ability levels, because it's so important to provide that inclusivity for mind, body, and spirit. Yeah, inclusion and inclusivity is a, is a word often used, but not very often clearly translated to every single industry. Mm -hmm. So I think, and I feel this was a very good definition for the wellness industry, how inclusiveness and inclusivity can work and how this can involve and engage different uh, employees and all of them in a meaningful way that speaks to them, that talks to them. Uh, so I really love that part. And you know, one thing, uh, 
um, it was more about the mindset, you know, what we talk about, and that's a huge shift, and also the, the overall well-being of the individual. I'm also very curious, and this might be a little bit of detour in this conversation, but truly you are like one of those people who have been supporting me since the very beginning, since I started Happy People, you were always there, like cheering me, you know, looking at me like, yes, you can do it, and yes, it will grow, and having that confidence that an industrial hemp-focused business can not only survive in the UAE, but actually it can flourish, it can grow global. And, and you have this, and you are telling me with so much conviction that every time I'm listening to it, I'm like, wow, wow, somebody truly believes that this is possible. And uh, that makes me ask, like, where is this coming from? Like, where is this enthusiasm coming from? Where is this knowing coming from? Yeah, so there are a couple of aspects to that. First of all, I think that industrial hemp is the way of the future. When we talk about sustainability and long-term viability in the UAE, the UAE is moving towards a sustainable future, and they're really trying to, to move forward with that. So I think the UAE is catching up and really putting a lot of effort behind that. So it's a great place to start. Um, why hemp? It's a natural plant. I, you know, being... The person that I am, I'm very connected to nature. Nature is where I go to fill my cup. It's where I go to replenish my soul and my spirit and, you know, just really rest and revitalize. And hemp is just such a natural product. The fabric's just touching it. The things that we can make out of it. I have a yoga mat made out of hemp from the hempy people. And I love practicing on it because you just feel so much connected. Um, I, from the beginning, when you started this, I can feel your passion and I can see your passion. And, and so that makes me really excited. I think there's a big difference you can tell when companies are doing things because they want to make some money or they want to have a successful business, but they don't have the passion behind it. But I think you get so excited about it, which makes me so excited about it. And so I'm 100% a supporter all the way because I see the sustainability, I see the, the good it does for the planet, I see the viability long-term and sustainability, which makes me really excited as well. Thank you, and thank you for your kind words as well. Special compliments to the yoga mats, I will pass it on. <laughs> uh, one thing I love about this conversation, and every conversation we have with you, is that how holistic it always is. Like, it's never separate that we only talk about thoughts, emotions, actions, human being. Um, yeah, we hardly ever talk about others, so it's, it's always a talk about self-improvement and how we can be better, but it's always holistic. It's always in an ecosystem where my growth is, is linked to others, connected, and it's also connected to nature. And this is a symbiosis that I think we are a little bit like maybe lost touch with and something that we are reconnecting. Hmm. And there are many different ways to reconnect. So just a little bit earlier, you know, I had a conversation with uh, Tatiana from Gumbuk and we were talking about the gaff trees and how that's her way of reconnecting, you know, and how your way of reconnecting is to translate it with you reconnecting with yourself and showing up like that and how my reconnection is through industrial hemp and education, but all of it is driven by passion. Like I can feel in every single conversation that it's really every single business that's really meaningful and impactful is driven by passion. So what are those questions? As you know, it's just a little bit like wrapping up this conversation and thinking of, of people who might listen to it and they have a passion, they have a burning desire to create something. 
What are those three questions that you would ask them to reflect on? That's a great question. <laughs> the first question would be, if you knew you couldn't fail, what would you do? If there were no limits, if there was nothing blocking you, if there were no financial restrictions, if there were no time restrictions, responsibilities stopping you from doing it, and you know you couldn't fail, what would you do? So this gets people thinking about, okay, what am I truly passionate about? What am I really living for? What would I do if I didn't have those? And the next question would be, where is the fear coming from? What fear do I have and where is it? Because usually what stops us from doing things and living our dream and our passion is fear. At the root of it, it all comes from fear. So if you knew you couldn't fail, what would you do? And secondly, what fear is getting in the way and where is that fear coming from? And then the last one I would say is to just dream, like beyond limits, right? If there were no limits to anything, what you could have abundance, what you could do, what would it be? So where would you be? What would you have? And the way that I work is, like you said, very holistic approach, mind, body, and spirit. So I ask people to feel. What does that feeling feel like? Not thinking about what does it look like or um, how does it sound or where are you? Yeah, imagining all of that is great, but how would you feel? So if you had all of your wildest dreams come true, how would you feel? Not just what would you be, what would it be, but how would that make you feel? Because feeling is really, really where we start to manifest our dreams, and that's really where our passion comes through. Right. I love this conversation. I think those are amazing questions to, to have a really nice reflection time and to journal about, to take away them, and, uh, and, and to, start, to start thinking beyond that physical reality, mm. beyond that which is a given. So um, thank you, and thank you for engaging in this conversation. And for me, I'm just really happy that I could introduce you um, as, as somebody who just facing her fears every day, somebody who is going out authentically no matter what, and somebody who can do it in a way that is sustainable, that is long-lasting, creating more and more abundance. So I really love that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to me and Jen. I hope you enjoyed this conversation just like as we did. And hopefully you are walking away with some good insights. Maybe you are going to reflect on those questions that Jen asked. And in the next episode, I'm introducing you to somebody uh, who founded together with her sister, Biophilia Works, and they combine humans and nature and they bring it to organizations. Mm -hmm.